0: I'm very guilty of early in the season. I said, yeah, this is a two-team race in the NL Central, the Brewers and Cardinals. Little did anybody know, me in particular, that this Ella De La Cruz would just absolutely light a spark under the Reds. And they have bolted up the first place in the NL Central. And the Brewers are looking up now, find themselves two games behind. But a big weekend series coming up against the Reds at AmFam Field. We will talk about the Reds uh, in this series with Jeff Carr from Locked on Reds. That's coming up here in this episode. We'll talk about that. Also, Christian Yelich. those numbers continue to skyrocket. And we'll look at the pitching matchups for this weekend series as well. All that coming up next here on Locked on Brewers. You are Locked on Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers
1: podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Cincinnati Reds are coming into Anthem Field with a record of 49-39. and First time somebody in this division has been over the 500 mark. That's a little scary because for most of this season, it looked like this would be, you know, the team that wins this division would be a couple of games over the 500 mark. It's just been such a malaise in this division. But now Cincinnati is starting to pull away from the pack. Well, they're two games ahead of the Brewers. That's what makes this such a huge series. Brewers can't be afforded to uh, following uh, falling behind it against these guys at all. Uh, The Brewers did take three of four earlier this year, but that was before De La Cruz joined the roster, and the Reds have just been smoking everybody. They're on a five-game winning streak. We're going to talk to Jeff Carr from Lockdown Reds, one of the fine co-hosts of that show coming up here in a little bit. My name is Chuck Freeman. I'm uh, the first-year host of Lockdown Brewers and the Lockdown Podcast Network. Longtime sports talk show host in the state of Wisconsin. Morning sports anchor at 1310 WIBA in Madison. And I've been covering the Brewers for over 40 years for AP Radio, among other people. And appreciate you joining me. As always, find our uh, podcast on the various platforms. Google, Spotify, uh, Apple, um, Amazon. We're on all the majors, some of the minor ones as well. I lay it out, excuse me, on my... Uh, Twitter account every day, Chuck Freeman, F-R-E-I-M-U-N-D. All the places to find us, including the video version on YouTube. Uh, search Lockdown Brewers. Um, hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. That'll alert you every time we drop an episode here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Brewers and Reds coming up tonight, 7-10 with that first pitch. Catch every pitch of the Brewers' hometown broadcast, SiriusXM, the SXM app, search. Brewers. All right. First of all, let's unpack this last series of the Cubs. Brewers did split that series, and I think we all feel the Brewers should sort have of swept that series and should be on a nice long winning streak, considering they've the last three games, which I've detailed, uh, they've kind of fallen in the, the tank a little bit and, and you know, blew late inning games. That's a nice way to put it that's what it was starting last Friday in Pittsburgh, but Hey, you know what? Can't do anything about it right now. Uh, but one guy who's been on an absolute roll is Christian Yelich. And yeah, I've been downplaying what Yelich had been doing all season long, because I think we we're just looking for any positivity out of Yelich this season, anything we can get out of him this season, but yeah, he's done enough. And He's been great. He's been really good for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you look at the numbers and what he's done, uh, just been awesome. Uh, he's hitting home runs now. He's going to the opposite field. Yesterday's home run was a three-run shot to the opposite field, but he's driving the ball. Uh, he's in the top 15 in war in Major League Baseball. That's pretty incredible. Um, he's hitting 362 in his last 27 days. And I think for a long time here, yeah, we're saying, well, when is Christian Yelich coming back? And we've been led to believe many times that, you know, Yelich had turned the corner only to fall in the tank. But we talked about this a couple of days ago. He has changed his batting stance around. He's um, he he's done a few things. Um, he doesn't have the leg kick anymore. And he continues to put up MVP numbers. He hasn't hit like this since 2018 and 2019. So I think 27 games and batting 362 over that spam is a pretty good sample size. He's raised his batting average at 287. I'm still big on the batting average. He's got 11 home runs. Want to see those power numbers continue to move. But, yeah, Christian Yelich, so far so good in the last 27 games, okay? Going anywhere from batting first to batting third to batting fourth in the lineup, depending who's pitching. But, Is he quite there just yet? He's hitting like he did in in 18 and 19, but I still want to give it a more sample size. I'd like to see him pull the ball a little bit more if I want to nitpick a little bit, and I want to see the power numbers get there. But so far, like 10 doubles in the month of June, I think it is. Uh, That's 10 doubles since the beginning of June um, has been just amazing. Another guy who's been solid for the Brewers, Pyamps out of the bullpen. A guy who early in the season, I said, still a little nervous about this guy, but he's pitching like, even Craig Council said this, pitching like an all-star closer. Going out there and giving them set-up innings in that critical eighth-inning spot. When Straslecki failed us, Pyamps has moved in the eighth-inning spot. has been fantastic. His stuff is just wicked. Um, 11 straight games for Pyamps, Zero runs earned. That is fantastic. All right. We're going to get to the Reds coming up. And Corbin Burns has the ball in the opener. We're going to get the Burns a little bit later on here in the show and, and what he's done and what he hasn't done for the Brewers this season. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. We're going to talk to Jeff Carr coming up next. Uh, this show is brought to you in part by one of our new sponsors here, um, Sleeper. Sleeper is one of our new sponsors, Sleeper. A swing for the fences on sleeper picks, and you could win up to a hundred dollars, a hundred times your money, I should say. Download the sleeper app, use the promo code locked on. You'll get a hundred dollar match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleepers terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. So check out sleeper today. Also, another one of our great sponsors is Game Time, the Game Time app. Uh, you know, this is the way to get tickets for this weekend. You know, I've been telling you for a long time now that I've been using the Game Time app, and I'm getting great seats right behind the visitors' dugout on game day. You get these seats right behind the Brewer dugout or the Reds dugout. I, this weekend, you can do this through Game Time. Just a couple of taps, and you are in. It's it's a great way to go. Game time is the best way to go, I found, for buying tickets. Flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy-to-find tickets for any kind of event. Concerts. Maybe you're going to go see Belinda Carlisle in concert. Or maybe you're going to an NFL game, a college game, NBA game. They have links to all this. They have tickets for all these type of events. Download the Game Time app. Create an account, use the promo code, lockdown you're gonna get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account. use the promo code, lockdown and you're gonna get 20 bucks off. download that game time app. That's the first second, the first step you need to do. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can plan months into months in advance for a game or you can just hours before game time go to your game time app. And there it is. You're going to get some great discounts. They guarantee you're always going to get the best price. They got their money back difference 110% of your difference. Buy the tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets sent directly to your phone, and you'll never have to dig through another email again. Go to your Game Time app and take advantage of Lockdown MLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase on Game Time. Chuck Freeman here on Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. We'll come back, and we will talk to Jeff Carr. That's coming up next here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. I'm your host, Chuck Freeman. Joining us today, a guy who's flying high, him and his co-host on Lockdown Reds, Jeff Carr, joining us right now. And, Jeff, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought this was going to be the Brewers and Cardinals this season even when you guys were playing well, like toward the end of May, and you know we went in there and took three of four, I thought, okay, the Reds are back down to life. But, man, the Reds have won 20 of 24. We're going to get into um, your stars and how Della Cruz has been playing. But, man, how, how has this been in Cincinnati with the way the team has turned around and is now 10 games over the 500 mark?
1: It's been... Absolutely surprising Chuck. And and to be honest with you, I was getting just lambasted in spring training for suggesting that the Reds could win 75 games. And I was being labeled as an over optimist for, for calling 75 games. And now it looks like 75 games might also might might almost be like a disappointment. And I love how quickly, the city has embraced these rookies because I feel like, uh, 2019, they had a nice run. I mean, there was a, there was a run in 2019 where they won six in a row, including sweeping the Astros. And then in 2021, you know, you, you had the COVID year 2020, so nobody was at the ballpark, but in 2021 you had a pretty solid team, but I don't think people really bought in the general public and, and, and the casual fans were just kind of like, I still need to see it more it's almost as if we saw one week of baseball with Matt McClain and Ellie De La Cruz. And everybody's just like, we're back. We're in the, the stadium's been relatively Mm -hmm. full. I mean, they've sold out, um, some non-concert games, which basically if you'd had told me in the preseason that that would happen, I'd say, boy, what, what goes right for this team? But they, they've just been so much fun to watch despite, I mean, they've definitely got their flaws, but they just keep continuing to figure this thing out each and every night.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, and I think the series a couple of weeks ago against the Atlanta Braves—that was two weeks ago—I uh, mean, you had full houses there. It just seemed like a rejuvenation of things. It, you guys came from behind, lost that, won that first game, and then dropped the next two. But still, it just shows you that hey, you know, baseball's kind of back in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, it's um that that's serious. So the six games that the Reds have played against the Braves, they have a run differential of minus 4 because they lo- mm-hmm. all the games that they lost, they lost by one and the two games that they won or the one game that they won, they won by one. So it's mm-hmm. like whenever those two teams get together and I know that with the Brewers, the Brewers have just owned the Reds the last 10 games. I think the Brewers are like 8 and 2 against the reds so got a little bit of chip on her shoulder i know that uh ellie was not up the last time that milwaukee came to cincinnati so these next well, what, what what is it nine games and like 17 days between the reds and brewers and then we're done and then we don't I see each that. other <laughs> i mean july
0: it's the brewers and reds like every other day it feels like it's just it's amazing yeah. and yeah uh de La cruz uh and i know i've been mean, even before he was called up, you guys were talking about, yeah, should they bring him up? Should they not bring him up? But he's been amazing. He's been amazing. And, uh, you know, t- tell us what, I mean, a Dilla Cruz mania has been like in Cincinnati. I mean, we see him number 44 and he's doing everything. I mean, great play defensively at third base yesterday, but what has that been like um, having this star in your team? And it's great to see a small market guy, get all the publicity too. Yeah, it's, I mean, you talk about a dude that had so much hype
1: coming up. His debut, I think, rivals, and, and if not, and, and I said this before, I think it was a bigger and more anticipated debut than Jay Bruce mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and Jay Bruce was very hyped. So I, I think that with all of the hype surrounding him, he somehow lived up to it and kind of expanded upon it. Like, you don't ever think of a rookie coming up. Like, like whenever Joey Weimer was coming up, did you say he's going to hit for the cycle no, you know, like one day, like I never no. said that about Ellie De La Cruz. And then all of a sudden there he is like it gets a triple that that game was so exciting to watch him do his thing. And he is the kind of player that with all of the hype, you know, you always have those people that like to be hype killers and they say, well, well, he can't do this and he needs to fix this and this this looks like a bad thing. Every time somebody pinpoints a part of his game that he needs to fix, he fixes it. Like the biggest question surrounding him coming into the National Series was, he's a switch hitter, but he can't hit lefties. Well, he had 28 at bats against lefties and he only had three hits. He has since taken his batting average against left-handed pitching from 111 to 285. He's just really good at pinpointing that thing that you don't think he can, that he can excel at and then he, he fixes it. And it's it's just amazing to watch how he goes. I mean he's got nine hits in the last three games. Uh he had four hits there on um uh, july fourth. In fact, what was it? There there was all kind of like ran there's all these random stats about rookies and Reds and all this other stuff, but um both uh Ellie De La Cruz and Spencer Steer, I believe, were four, had four hits on July 4th. And it was just like, let's go. Like the, the, the craziness of these young guys is absolutely amazing to watch. But Ellie is the dude that when he plays, he has fun. If he hits a single, you can bet he's going to try and steal second, which I know that, you know, Victor Caratini's been pretty good at throwing some people out, so that's going to be a fun matchup to watch this series. But also, he's want to steal third quite a bit as well. There, There's not a moment on the base paths that if Ellie De La Cruz is standing there, the opposing team can be comfortable.
0: It takes him two strides to get to second base. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wow, you know, it didn't, didn't take much, you know. I mean, it made it amazing. He is... um He's got the combination of speed and power, and here's what you guys are going to face because anytime uh, a market like us or Cincinnati, when we get a star player, immediately the national pundits say, well, where is he going to sign his next contract? New York, Los Angeles. So everybody's going to want to, here's some advice. Everybody's going to want to take your player away in the next six years.
1: Yeah, I I remember our, our, our mutual friend, Ethan Smith over at Lockdown Pirates, like as soon as O'Neal Cruz was called up, there was like a bunch of people saying, all right, so when's he getting traded to LA and I think that's, there's some people that are saying that about LA, but as of right now, I'm tuning them out. Like I got a couple of years before we even got to start worrying about that, but no, you're right. I mean, especially, I mean, it's something about us in the heartland, right? Like if we're in the heartland, the, the immediate thought people don't say, Hey, are they going to go to the Cubs soon? Are they going to go to the Braves soon? They say are they going to go to one of the coasts they're going to go to new york they're going to go to la something like that so no it's 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 funny to see because even though like the reds were an abject surprise even to their biggest of fans i think even if the reds or the brewers or whoever in the central division had expectations and they start to deliver on it they absolutely surprise people on the coast because they're just like Whoa! I didn't know they played good baseball there in the Heartland. It's like, yeah, I oh, yeah. play good baseball every year, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes I feel like people just want to see the Boston or, or Major League Baseball wants to show Boston, New York, Los Angeles, and they forget uh, about the you know they they just want us to be jobbers uh, and 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 lay down for those other teams. But you know, I, I'm this division is is odd, and we're talking to Jeff Carr from Lockdown Reds, Chuck Freeman here on the Lockdown Brewers and the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. This division is odd. I mean, I, I'm i thinking maybe it's going to be a two-team race. I I, I, I I thought the Cardinals were going to be better than us. We all did. But I don't know, man. Somebody's got to cool off the Reds because <laughs> this might be a one-team race. I'm 20 of 24, it's been unbelievable. I, it's
1: a amazing uh, stat, the 20 of 24, because the last couple of Reds teams to do that all have amazing – you know, either uh, postseason success or, for the most part, World Series success. Because the last couple of teams that went 20 of 24, at least 20 of 24, um, and and in some cases 21 of 24, were the 75 team, the 95 team, which 95 team didn't make it to the World Series, but they made it to the NLCS. Uh, The 1940 team did it twice at two different periods during their season on their way to a World Series. Uh, It's just... There's different special statistics, and no pressure on Corbin Burns, but if the Reds hit a home run tonight, they tie the franchise record for consecutive games hitting a home run. Uh, We just keep throwing up these stats that – it, it amazes me to think, and, and I'm with you, I expected the Cardinals and the Brewers to be duking this out with the with the Cubs as the wild card. But it, it just feels like, and I still kind of ascribe that title of wild card to the Cubs because we just never know when the Cubs are going to be like, you know what, let's just trade everything and get a bunch of guys at the deadline. We could totally <laughs> do that. Uh, or they could go the other way and trade Marcus Stroman and get a bunch of pick or get a bunch of prospects and stuff like that. And the Cardinals, as much as I keep like looking over my shoulder, just thinking, they're they're coming up eventually, they keep doing bad things and yeah. they keep shooting themselves in the like that game the other right? night that that Hicks like airmailed the throw to first and they and the Marlins walked it off on him. I was like yep. Maybe the Cardinals really are done this year. I don't know. Like I oh. you know, you know as well as I do, you never count them out, but yeah. maybe we ought to count them out this year. <laughs>
0: man, 50-51 loss at this point. I mean, that, that game of the other night where they just yeah. I was like, man, did he do that on purpose? Did he throw it over the first season? I was like, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It was just uh, I couldn't believe it it. in the
1: script, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, on, unreal. Yeah. The WWE uh, Joey Votto came back a couple of weeks ago and he's added a jolt to this team. And I know yeah, I'm watching yeah. you guys on the podcast and of course your shirt there, you guys were excited about his and he's, he's always been a thorn in our sides here in Milwaukee.
1: He's I, I love Joey Votto. I was so happy to see him come back and, and come back in a big way. I mean, you're going to look at the batting average and you're going to say, well, that's not very Joey Votto-esque, but he's really leaned into the power side of things. And I think that as far as this team goes, the way that he fits in on it is just get on base and, you know, rope a couple of dingers here and there. Like that's all you really need to do. We don't need Joey to be the guy of the past. Like there were so many years that Joey was the guy. And as mm-hmm. Joey went, so did the Reds lineup. But it's weird to say that, I mean, he's been batting sixth. And that's okay because I'm not arguing for him to hit third over Indy. I'm not hit arguing for him to hit fourth over Ellie De La Cruz, maybe not even fifth, depending on the day. I mean, I, I really think that he fits in so well at this point in his career, because you think about guys like Miguel Cabrera and, you know, you even go back to guys like Matt holiday and stuff like that, who were always the linchpins for their teams and I mean, you even think about Ryan Braun, his final couple mm-hmm. of years, it was just like the way that you want him to fit into the lineup is that he doesn't have to be the, the driving force behind it. And he recognizes that. And it's even crazy to see, like, you're, you're probably going to see it if you bring a lefty in out, out of the pen, um, you're, you're going to get um, this, um, <laughs> this crazy thing of David Bell, like, uh, subbing him out. It's not something that we're used to in Cincinnati. It's not mm-hmm. something that I think Joey's used to, but he will get pinch hit for when lefties come into the game. And he'll be at the top step rooting on that guy that comes out of the dugout because Joey's Joey. He's, he's, he's a stand-up human being.
0: You know what I, I thought funny of of Joey the other day, some of his comments that he's talking about. I got to keep up with the guys because we're we're are some of these guys out here are taking second, third. They're taking <laughs> extra bases. Really an aggressive style that the Reds are playing this year. Yeah,
1: that's my favorite part about this season. And I know that I I mentioned the home run streak, and and that's been nice because the first month and a half of the season, they really weren't hitting home runs. They were scoring runs based on getting them on, getting them over, and getting them in. But they are so adept at going first to third and second to home in situations where they can take that extra base. They, They will do it. Um, it's gotten them into trouble a couple of different times. Like, and there was a very weird scenario the, the weather sucked in the finale against the nationals. But, mm-hmm. uh, after a long rain delay, they came back to play. Ellie de la Cruz was on third. Tyler Stevenson was hitting and they will do this thing. It's going to happen. Just get prepared for it. Whenever the brewers bring their infield in and you've got Ellie on third, or you've got Matt McClain on third or one of the speedsters, they send them period like hit and run deal Even if it's a ground ball straight to the third baseman, the guy's still running home. And they're daring you to make a play, so it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of stressful moments with Reds on the base paths because they've just been able to put so much pressure. They've already surpassed. So 1995 was the last time that they had over 100 steals before the All Star break, and they've surpassed that. I think they're at like 104 now or 105, yeah. and they're going to run. They're gonna. Tr- they're gonna test Victor Caratini and the catching staff there, which I know that you've been very high on them. So it's it's gonna be a test for them. I I I'm gonna be interested to. See See how it rolls because they're coming out of washington washington doesn't throw anybody out so yeah. they might they might get a rude awakening too
0: <laughs> well I, I you know our team uh it's Pulling my hair out, you know, because they, they sometimes they can't hit. I mean, the batting averages are just bad, but you know, one thing the Brewers do have going for them is pitching. And Corbett Burns pitches tonight, uh, but I mean, Abbott has been so good four and zero. He's like, I think he's been on like three different levels uh, of the major league and two minor league levels. So, yep. uh, just been a really good. Talk us a little bit about uh, what we're going to see with Abbott if we haven't, uh, if anybody hasn't seen him pitch tonight against Burns.
1: There has been a little bit of a, let's call it consternation, uh, when it comes to the big rookie pitchers that we've seen the last few years for the Reds, when it comes to Hunter Green, Nicoladolo, and Graham Ashcraft. And that is, do they have enough pitches? Do Mm -hmm. they have that pitch mix that they can be a viable starter? Andrew Abbott does. Andrew Abbott has a very good fastball that he mixes with a curveball to really kind of like tunnel it through and and create some good – um deception there with his pitch mix but he's got a good changeup and a good slider that all of them break differently all of them move differently and all of them have different speeds so he's able to call not on 2 3 but four pitches that he can really get guys out with and on top of that is just this really strong and like stable mentality uh it's been something throughout this season that Graham Ashcraft has kind of gone through where he hits some struggles and those struggles compound. And then all of a sudden he's given up three runs or four mm-hmm. runs or something in the game. I, I mean, the game that Andrew Abbott has looked the most human, he gave up a bunch of home runs, but he also had 12 strikeouts. Like mm-hmm. he gave up three runs. They were all solo shots and he had 12 strikeouts. And it's just something that, he is able to reach back and you mentioned all of the different levels. He's, he started the year at double a quickly was promoted to triple a and then quickly was promoted to the major leagues. And I think at this point, like even with green and Lodolo on the, on the injured list, it's very obvious that he's the staff ace, but I think when green and Lodolo come back, like Andrew Abbott has a legitimate argument to be the staff ace, even with those guys.
0: Well, i got to be honest with you, early the season and after the Brewers went in there and took three or four, I thought, OK, you know, the Reds are are just not it. I thought, no, right. no, um, but you move 10 games over the 500 mark, this winning streak, uh, the way Della Cruz, you got our attention and this is going to be a great series this weekend. And, um, you know, I, like you I said, we, we, we're going to see a lot of each other, our two teams here in the next uh, three weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I was going to say we're going to be we're going to be talking to each other a lot on some crossovers. We got jeez, we got three this weekend. We got three after the All Star yep. break, and then another three like a, a I think like ten days after that. So yeah. it's going to be crazy.
0: Hey, thanks for carving up some time, Jeff. Appreciate it. You guys do a great job on Lockdown Reds, and uh, we will talk to you very soon, my friend.
1: Absolutely, Chuck. Thanks, man.
0: All right, good talking to Jeff Carr. Uh, he and Stephen. Do a great job as co-hosts of of Locked Out of Reds. And, you know, because we're always trying to keep an eye on the enemy. You know, we keep an eye on the other teams in the division. We don't play the Reds as much as once did. But as as Jeff was talking about, (laughs) we played the Reds like nine times this month and then don't see them anymore in August and September when you could have some critical games against each other. Go figure well, Corbett Burns pitched into the seventh inning. Pitched seven strong innings last time on it, uh, last Saturday night, in a win in Pittsburgh. Really good because I know a lot of you guys out there have some concerns about Burnsy. And we never used to feel this way about him. But I feel there's, like, some of you out there, and I get it, they're a little unsettled when he takes the mound because – there's been a game where he's given up six runs in an inning. This was happening about two weeks ago. And followed follow that up with a bad start, and then he comes back and pitches a good one again in Pittsburgh. But let's face it. There's no better guy to start this opening series against the first-place Reds than Corbin Burns tonight. Abbott, as we were talking with Jeff there, Abbott's going to be one tough customer. He is. Uh, and there's some thought that the Reds might not be Keeping him on the roster or cutting down, you know, this the stupid notion that they don't want to over pitch guys and stack up too many innings. Certainly, if the Reds are in the race, why would you even think about shutting Abbott down? Especially since you know if he's going at this rate the what he's doing right now. So, but Burns, um, Colin Ray on Saturday, and then Sunday, it's right now TBA, but it looks like Wade Miley. That's his turn. Wade Miley will likely make the start. Let's have fun this weekend. Going to be some good crowds out there. Night game on Friday night, seven ten with the broadcast on SiriusXM. The SXM app, turn um, search Brewers, and you'll get all one sixty-two of Brewers baseball on there. Um, so three ten on Saturday, and then back to one ten on Sunday. So three different starting times this weekend. Looking forward to this series with the Reds, man. This is gonna be great. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the great Wisconsin weather as well. And we will talk to you all a little bit later on. Go Brewers! I'm Chuck Freeman on Locked On Brewers on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day.